0: de Stefano is one of the most astounding human beings I have ever encountered. Of course, when I heard that he remembers his past lives intact, I was skeptical. But the more time I have spent with him, his wisdom is unquestionable, and I have witnessed things with my own eyes, including the songs he is singing in Atlantean language, that just feel true in my body. So within the first five minutes of this podcast, you'll hear one of these songs and throughout this podcast with his infinite wisdom and perspective, we're going to talk about how we can create an alternate reality that can draw people towards it with irresistibility and help bring forth the new world that we're all craving to build. Enjoy this podcast with Matias DiStefano. Before we get started with the ads, I just want to mention that Fit for Service has an event that's starting April 16th and 17th. It's called Anima. It's going to go through the process of altar building, of breath work, of meditation, of ecstatic dance, of activation of how to bring about this more beautiful world. So if you're interested, this is the lowest entry point of any program we've ever run for Fit for Service. So check it out. Go to fitforservice.com slash anima and i hope to see you there this is an incredibly exciting moment today the release of this podcast there is a new album available on spotify called remembrance i'm speaking my spoken word vailana is dropping her incredible vocals porangi is organizing and playing all of his incredible instruments amani of desert dwellers and liquid bloom is laying down the electronica and produced and contributed by eric zhang all five of us coming together our band name for the good of all, the album entitled Remembrance. And the idea is to take you on a journey, a journey that starts with a recognition of who we really are using the sacred elements as a map, a puja, an offering to all of these things that are always around us, that our own gratitude can bring us into deeper alignment with. Then we move into a breathwork track. Then we move into an ecstatic dance track, which is fire. And beyond that we go into a meditation to really drop you in deeper and finally a moment of activation and connection five different chapters five different tracks it's an incredible album and i can't wait to get your feedback so if you want to get the seamless version of this go to aubreymarcus.com album and you can get access to a seamless one hour play or just check it out on Spotify. Again, the band name is For the Good of All. The album is called Remembrance Enjoy. Before we get started, a word from our sponsors. First up, we have it. Through my crazy travel schedule, I've learned that I want to travel light and effective. And one of the best ways to do that is to travel with all of its Instant Collection. Alpha Brain Instant, New Mood Instant, Hydratech. It's super easy, all you do is you Tear off the little strip here, you pour it in water, and you get the instant effects of these formulas that we worked on for a decade. Formulas that I don't want to leave home without that can help, in the case of Alpha Brain, get you more focused, put you in this productive flow so you can get the shit done that you want to get done. And of course, New Mood to help you relax, stay calm, stay centered. It's the great yin yang of the On It formulas. And of course, HydroTech, anytime you're sweating, working out hard. All of these are available it.com slash Aubrey, and you'll save 10%. Once again, that's onitcom slash Aubrey. Up next, we have Helix Sleep. Now, the first time I got a Helix mattress, I loved it. And we put it in because I wasn't quite sure whether I wanted it on my main bed. We put it up in our guest bed. And all of a sudden, my wife continually wanted to start sleeping in the guest bedroom. She is obsessed with the Helix Sleep mattress. And I've grown to be obsessed with it just as much as she is. And I don't know what magic they put inside the Helix Sleep Mattress, but I know that they're using products that are not as toxic to the environment and toxic to you as many of the other mattress manufacturers out there. But they really just got this thing dialed. And the mattress just arrives at your door. And of course, once it's at your door... The hard work is done. You don't have to go to the store and pick it out and lie on a bunch of mattresses that a bunch of other people have been lying on. These are amazing. And there's a bunch of different levels of firmness. I particularly like their most firm mattress. That's the one for me. And they even have cooling technology that they can add to the mattress as well, which keeps you cool, much like when we were... Primitive hominids, and we were sleeping on the cool ground and then being warmed up by the sun in our blankets. This is the way to go if you're interested in a new mattress. It's economical, it feels great, it's better for the environment than a lot of other mattress choices. Helix Sleep is something that I can absolutely endorse. And if you ever run into my wife, Vailana, on the street, she'll give an even more glowing testimonial for helix mattresses and of course we're not the only ones that believe that helix mattresses are some of the best around helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2021 by gq and wired magazine it's been recommended by chiropractors and doctors and it's been a solution for a lot of people looking for an absolutely great mattress so if you're interested, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for my listeners at helixsleep.com slash amp. That's H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash amp for $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Oh, and one more thing to mention, they also have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for a hundred nights risk-free and they'll pick that thing up if you don't like it. So you really have nothing to lose. helixsleep.com amp. And finally, we have true kava. Now, the first time I ever had kava was a trip I took to Fiji. And I was out on the beach in Fiji and a Fijian man, he mixed up something in a bowl that looked like dirty water. And he was saying kava, kava and it, he gave it to me in a little coconut of a cup And I drank it and I wasn't expecting much, but what I felt was amazing. I felt this calm kind of euphoric relaxation and I got it. I understood why this was the traditional drink of Fiji and why this was involved in ceremonial use and also just for enjoyment. It feels really good. It's one of those herbs that you don't have to guess whether you took it or not. It's like, ah, did I have kava? You know that you took it. So when true kava, came out with their formulas that are in ready to drink or in cans. It was amazing that I was able to access this without actually having to taste, which kava doesn't taste great normally, but they've done a really good job mixing it with juice and making it taste delicious and still giving you these effects of this really sacred plant of the South Pacific. So I really encourage you guys to try kava and especially if you're interested, try true kava. They make it really easy and pleasurable. And you get all of the benefits of the experience of having kava. So check it out. Go to truekava, T-R-U-K-A-V-A.com. Enter the code AMP at checkout for 15% off. Once again, truekava.com. Code word AMP at checkout for 15% off. And I'd love to hear what you think about your kava experience. And now an uninterrupted podcast with Matias Stefano. All right, as we get started here, Matthias, I want to just offer everybody who's listening an invitation, and the invitation is to try to feel truth in your body, because a lot of what we're going to be talking about, even the premise of our conversation, the premise being that you can remember your past lives, lives lived in different civilizations and different star systems and different existences that in and of itself stretches people's beliefs and it stretches their mind to say i don't know about all of this so i just invite you to instead of your ideas and the field of belief that you're currently existing in just see if you can feel what feels true to you see if it feels true see what the resonance is in your own body because i really believe that we have that ability to detect something that's true something that's real and so that's the invitation as we go into this conversation is just see what feels true and uh if we do that we'll have a we'll have a pretty fun ride here i think (laughs) my friend it's been great uh spending this week here with you obviously lots of amazing incredible things but one of those amazing incredible things which i think might help people drop into a sense of truth which it has for many of the people who've been here is a song music Mm -hmm. music being like the the mathematics of the cosmos of creation itself and you have songs that you remember from the time that you were in Kem, which is a civilization post-Atlantis, mm-hmm. settled in Egypt. And you mentioned you've sung two of those songs to us, one of which is a lullaby, yeah. and one of which is a song to the to the sunset. But you mentioned a third song, yeah. and I'd love for you to explain what that song is and then maybe just give us a sample of that song, just to invite people into, you know, a feeling mm-hmm. of something that might be different than what they believe is possible.
1: Yes, is um, it's a poem actually built as a song that um, that tells um, is someone asking to the muse of history to to tell the story of all the men and women that have bravely walked throughout the planet and had created our history so uh so this person is telling please tell me all this so i can tell the truth of our path to everyone and um and uh, that you very well know uh muse it says um the the future is actually our past Mm. so it's kind of uh telling tell me this tell me the history of everyone that lived before so i can tell the the future about our future so i can tell everyone about our future which is our past which
0: is some deep deep wisdom because Mm -hmm. you know those there's a, a famous quote those who forget their history are doomed to repeat it
1: and i guess it's a it's a good vibration to start uh when it's about talking to people about history yeah exactly kind
0: of exactly
1: yeah so i'm very shy to it
0: <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> but it's just me and you buddy
1: okay <laughs> it's atlantean language
2: Ali
3: Nali Ube, Ali Nali Ali Nali Ube, Ali Nali Yorathi Yuma Potahiram Aokladhi Papunmo
0: Me when I hear that is that we have forgotten our history.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: We've forgotten our history, and and there's a a long history of things that exist outside of Earth, but we've forgotten our own history yeah. here on Earth. And there's people discovering, you know, monuments, and Graham Hancock's writing books about them, about civilizations twelve thousand years ago, and about all of these different things. And we're starting to understand, but it's just the the thread of that memory and hearing a song all of a sudden makes all of these empty structures and and buildings and ruins Mm -hmm. it brings them back to life in a way and reminds us that there is real people with real songs and real love and children and lovers and and culture and all of these things that are lost to us, but mm-hmm. thanks to you and potentially some other what you call memory cells, mm-hmm. you know, beings that are able to remember, we can start to bring back a memory of some of that history, which can hopefully help us guide our way towards a more beautiful future, because that's what a lot of us are worried about right now is mm-hmm. what the fuck is going to happen with our future? Yeah. Right. So, going back then and helping us remember some of our history like just tell us a bit about about the culture the place the the families the life in in Chem, where that song comes from
1: well the first things that I started to remember was only the people usually when we talk about uh, the past uh, past lives and um, most of the times we only um concentrate in talking about the buildings about the technology and all that but um uh when i was a child i only could remember all my links with others Mm. the bounds that we had to one another and um, i was suffering a lot because i was missing a lot of people that doesn't exist Mm. and uh I was asking my guides why I was remembering uh, the the people, the feelings, and not the history.
0: But you had it, so you had a sense that you had guides even that even that early.
1: Yeah, I, I had the guides since I was born, and they were guiding me to understand what was happening to me. So I was asking to them why I am remembering this specifically and not maybe how the pyramids were built or stuff like that right and they said that um that even if the stones had the vibration of the memory even if the cards has the records of everything that happened um our goal was not to talk about that was to talk about the people that recorded the information there Mm -hmm. and the only way you can access that is through the memory that is in your cells and coded in energy, and the energy is what you call emotion. Mm. So if you don't remember the emotion of the people uh, that lived in that time, you cannot remember why they, were, they would record some information in the stones. You need right. to record the, the culture, and the culture is about uh, bounds in between each one of the people in a community. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important sometimes, well, even more, important to remember the life of the people and how you felt them um more than understanding the history of the the rocks uh so you could understand it better that's uh why to 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 understand a building you have to understand the way the people thought in that time Mm -hmm. and so i was really grateful to be able to remember that uh, with my family there.
0: So let me just pause one second and just invite people into that reality where think of all the people that we love in our life and how hard it's going to be to let go of those people, to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. We've all had to say goodbye to people in this life and it's so hard. And of course, we believe like, okay, then when we die, you know, Fresh start. We don't think about those people anymore. Mm-hmm. But for you, you had, you had people that you loved that you remembered mm-hmm. from many lives, and you missed them.
1: I, I spent my teenagehood doing mourning. Uh, yeah, for
0: as of course, a lot of people. Of course, <laughs> yes. you know, you had mothers and children and, yeah. and lovers and people. People. Yeah. that In order you to loved.
1: reach the information that is useful for the people, so I can explain now the universe, the history and all that, I had to mourn a lot of people uh, that that I was sharing with that reality. Mm-hmm. So I had to feel them, acknowledge that they were dead, and cry them uh, again. and um, And then I could understand what was happening in the environment. Yeah. So I can explain the history and the dimensions and so on. Yeah. So it's been a very emotional path before the data that I neutrally can share. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. When when you think about that time, did you know what your guides were like? What What are your guides? What? Where, no. where? Yeah. Like, and when did you realize like First of all, so, of course, what are they? And when did you realize what they were?
1: Well, you can explain it in from different perspectives. Um, a guide is basically someone that lives from the fifth dimension, which is a consciousness that can see the ideas and the purpose of everything that is around. So it doesn't have a conditioning from the space or the time. Mm-hmm. You can talk to them and they can see everything and they therefore you can. they can guide you um, <clears throat> who are they? They are usually beings that are not being born that they are all the time in the fifth dimension that they don't have um, a willing of being born um, even, but though it seem- even
0: though it's boring as hell in the fifth dimension? They, what? even though it's so boring there they don't want to come back?
1: no it's it's not boring <laughs> Uh, so, some planets are boring but uh with the fifth dimension but when you are in the fifth dimension is 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 nice you 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 cannot compare actually yeah um what is to have that experience
0: i just say that because you mentioned that in a in another podcast we had that in the fifth dimension with all possibilities there's no surprise there's oh no, no there's, there's no, no mystery surprise. there's no yeah. anything so a lot but for of,
1: them is the na- natural thing
0: yeah but a lot of those <laughs> a lot of beings from there you know we think of that as ultimately and instantly better yeah oh it's better you know everything you got everything figured out you got all of that Uh but it's not necessarily better no like this this also is magical because because of our limited knowledge Uh because of actually our even our distortion even the ways in which we can't see the truth allows us to live really unique lives so i was just referring back to that but of course it's
1: it's boring for someone that used to live in the third dimension a lot and goes to the fifth dimension and and it Suddenly, it's like whoa, I understand everything. But then you have this thing of I need to not understand something to have fun. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Let me let me give you a great example <laughs> for people who don't understand how important it is to not actually understand everything. I did an iboga journey. I mm-hmm. did an iboga journey. This is <laughs> I've told this story before. It was my very first iboga journey, and a boga physiologically it elevates your heart rate so you have a really high like high heart rate Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to see and it's you get very nauseous and very dizzy this is my experience at least there's a buzzing in your ears and i went to go to the bathroom i went to go to the bathroom and i went to go grab my penis to go pee yeah and i whiffed i missed (laughs) i missed because i my penis had shrunk to the smallest possible size it was like the density of pluto it was like so it was like so contracted in yeah and i i started to freak out because i'm on you know i'm on psychedelics and i didn't know this was coming they didn't tell me that this was going to happen Yes. so i was like this is a problem so i like grabbed it and i was trying to like try to get some blood in there i didn't know it was this going to be permanent like (laughs) so i was like all right i know what to do here i will start thinking about pussy I will start thinking about pussy, and then I'll bring some blood mm-hmm. back into my penis. But on boga, which allowed me to see the truth of everything, I saw exactly how a pussy worked why it existed why the folds were there what the cervix was you doing the why them i went <laughs> and it went was like no 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 please this is no not turning arm. <laughs> yeah, no it was the opposite yeah it was the it was opposite horrible. so for my whole life i can look at a pussy and go like oh goodness <laughs> oh boy you yeah. know and get and i could feel this thing that just <laughs> yes. arouses but on a boga it was like no i completely understand it absolutely everything and yeah. there was no like Attraction, no joy on it to that thing. (laughs) so that's where, like, it's a it's a really clear example for me in my own mind of how sometimes not seeing something Mm -hmm. allows this magical thing to occur. Yeah, which in like I was in like fifth dimensional viewing, and it just didn't turn me on.
1: No, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) This is the is when when you have like this really whoa like you understand everything, and someone from the fifth dimension says, "Of course." Like, that's <laughs> yeah. logic. That, that's how it works. Yeah. So, but, so there's no um, fun on it. So that's why the guides are basically a part of, our, of ourselves that lives completely in that stage of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And they have no clue how it is to experience that. So they are trying to guide us according to what is the best option for us uh, to experience, but also for them, because we are all one. Actually, it's not that so there your are guides other beings.
0: Are, your guides are you in another dimensional reality. Yes, yes, yes.
1: yes. Even you have many. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, when your when your goal is to help a lot of people or to talk to a lot of people, like we are doing now, you have many guides. But because some of them are connected to other people, mm-hmm. um, but or is or they are other people in the fifth dimension that they are helping you to help them Mm -hmm. so it's actually a a whole one thing but we perceive from the third dimension like if they are different people or different beings but actually it's ourselves Mm. so we are the ones that experience they are the ones that know what are we experiencing Mm
0: -mm. so um and you you became aware you were aware of that reality did you remember did you remember that that's what they were or did they tell you that that's what they were i
1: remembered when yeah. i was 16 years old mm-hmm. what they were what i was right actually but i couldn't really understand it properly until i was 24 maybe mm-hmm. um so
0: but they were just basically whispering whispering in your ear since you were born you yeah know, like there it, was it a- feels here in whispering heart. in your heart yeah a better way to say um
1: it. but they talk to you and and they are always whispering they are always saying what to do where to go to um, because actually all the reality that you have outside is it's an extension of the fifth dimension so that's what we call signals mm. um, oh there's a signal oh there, there's eleven eleven all the time but actually, it's yourself telling you it's this way. Mm. It's, it's not something outside telling you to go somewhere. It's yourself showing you this is where you are heading to. So, um, that's what signs are about.
0: There, in the 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 Greeks, they gave this kind of they deified this in a way. They called it the daemon. Mm, yeah, the, the daemon was this idea of this part of you. That was driving you towards mm-hmm. some fruition of your ultimate, you know, of your ultimate potential. Yeah, you know, and, and they they actually understood that in a certain way, and, and as the Greeks did, they always externalized a lot of these things—a muse, yeah, a daemon. Yeah, uh, you know, all of these things were external. They put a name. Yeah, it. but but ultimately, I think that was just a way for them to understand a part of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so this idea that there's this part of us that's whispering to us you know you might say oh i wish i had guides yeah you do you do you do and constantly and it, and it and whether you're aware of it or not actually sometimes when you're unconscious and you're not aware of anything they're actually guiding you in ways that you don't even know but if you like slow down get quiet and really listen you'll feel you'll feel that pull yeah from your heart
1: isn't that moment when you just turn back to the past and say oh now i get it now i understand why this happened, in order right. for this to happen, in order for that to happen. And you immediately, immediately find the logics in all that. Um, that's because you were guided to. And that brings it to the question that I guess we talked about already, which is, so we don't have free will. Because if everything was a logic, so it's the fifth dimensional beings that are actually guiding our life to do what we are doing. And the answer is yes, of course, we don't have free will. But the thing is that we as humans believe that we are separate from them and that they are guiding our lives like if we are slaves. But actually, we are just the finger of one being. Mm -hmm. So we are doing what the rest of the being is intending to because we are not separate from them. We are them. So um, we are just the physical experience uh, the physical uh, uh, yeah uh, creation of something that is bigger yeah so uh, so it's not that someone is guiding us is ourselves moving us through different types of options
0: what i've what I've understood is because like a lot of the you know reductionist biologists and and you know neurologists, different people will They'll make arguments about free will by looking at the brain,, yeah. which is they're looking at the third dimension and saying, "If I look just at the third dimension, there isn't any free will." And they can still be right, and we can still have free will because we're a multi-dimensional being, and actually our choice points, our choice points are accessible from our other dimensional reality. Like we're choosing we're choosing in a place that cannot be measured mm-hmm. in a certain way. But then it also sometimes feels like is that was that is that kind of accurate to say like that's the access point for free will is the fact that we're actually choosing from a place of consciousness that's not actually residing in third dimensional matter
1: yeah we are we have the free choice of experiencing something but from a level of consciousness that we are really free in which we are really free right right Uh, here we are conditioned by so many things that we don't have really the freedom. Um, And that's not the bad thing. Actually, if we would have the freedom to do whatever, um, there wouldn't exist reality. That's what we call sixth dimension. So in the sixth dimension, you're free to create whatever. In the third dimension, you're not, because you are the result of what you have chosen in the sixth dimension. So um, the thing is that it's like if the hand of your body wants to emancipate and be free, so it will die because it doesn't have any sense uh, by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that we tend to believe that everything is separated, and uh, and try to understand the whole cosmos through the hand and not through the whole. Yeah. So um, that's why we believe we need a guidance, or we need. We need someone to go to uh, because we believe we're separated. But actually, being where we are now, we are always guided. So we just have to open ourselves to be guided, yeah. not to ask for guidance because we always have guidance. But we are not open to receive it because we're waiting for, I don't know, some angel to appear and say, you have to go there. But actually, we are always guided. We just have to be open to it. And... The other thing is for a hand to be a hand doesn't have to go to the heart to find the heart. It just have to feel the pulse. Mm. So being where you are, you're connected to the entire universe. No need to go to the core of the
0: universe. Right. It's like, uh, and to bring this back to this original idea, it's like we are a part of a field of choice like a field of choice mm-hmm. that we're making. And we have like, even the hand, I can move my finger this way, or this way, or this way, you know, and yeah. and make like, make little moves and do different things, choose this flavor, put on this shirt, whatever I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, but we're part of a bigger field of choice that we've been choosing. Mm-hmm. And we have like a little bit of a, a way to choose within that, but to tap into this larger field of choice of what, what our souls have been choosing, mm-hmm and then and then move through that journey in a way that's going to bring about our own best life and hopefully like a better life for the planet mm-hmm. right because if we actually recognize our interconnectedness yeah that actually starts to reduce the amount of distortion mm-hmm. that's causing us to actually harm others and harm the collective
1: yeah because you are doing a lot of strength uh lo you put a lot, all of your forces, to find the truth, or to do something that you think it's right, uh, and you put that thing outside. So you are losing so much time not being who you are supposed to be, that it harms others. Mm-hmm. Um, so as much you are what you are supposed to be, um, the better it is for the whole, for the everything. Yeah. So a cell in your body that doesn't want to be the cell that it is supposed to be becomes cancer so
0: yeah yeah it loses touch with reality just decides to replicate on its own replicate something else yeah so all the aspect of us if we look at our entire psyche like cells then the aspect of us that wants to accumulate more money or accumulate more power accumulate more validation it's like a it's this looking at that thing in isolation of the whole Mm -hmm. right and so it's like oh just grow 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 as much as possible get as many followers as many likes as much as much cash as much validation as much blah 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 Mm -hmm. all of this but it's not actually looking at the entire field Mm -hmm. so it seems like then from a kind of meta perspective like really the goal you know one of the goals we should have is to reconnect ourself the entirety of ourself so we don't have different aspects different cellular pockets doing different things Mm -hmm. unaware of each other so reconnect reconnect ourselves into wholeness with our multi-dimensional reality and the entirety of our third dimensional reality and then connect our own wholeness with the wholeness of the planet with the wholeness of the cosmos Mm
4: -hmm.
0: right like this is a you know kind of another way to look at everybody's like oh i want enlightenment or whatever but it's really about Kind of just remembering, yep. remembering our wholeness.
1: Mm-hmm. And as I said once, remember is to put the members together, is to acknowledge that each one of the parts.
0: To is remember.
1: To remember. That's the origin of the word. Remember to put the members together. All the parts had a logics in the whole. So when you remember, it's not remembering the past. Is to put all the different parts together. <laughs> so when you put all the different parts together you have a body and you have the logics of why you need a kidney, why you need a liver, why you need a mouth, why you need a, an eye um and all of that makes sense because uh it's remembered. Yeah. But if uh your eye wants to be the heart, if your heart wants to be the stomach, if your stomach wants to be your arm um they they are forgetting Mm-mm. basically, um, which means that they are not getting their part <laughs> yeah. yeah so so that's what happens usually in our in our reality, but it's not something wrong, it's part of the experience, it's part of acknowledging, so if you don't. Recognize each side of every organ, and you don't recognize yourself in others. And you, if you don't see others as an as an example, if you don't have the desire to reach something, you're not experiencing. So mm. the whole point that we are experiencing now is to find out who we are, and we do it by comparison. So it's it's comparison. not yeah it's comparison. So it's not it's not a bad thing. It's It's a process we are heading to. But when we start to look into ourselves through consciousness, um, that brings us apart from our real goal, which is to be what we are supposed to be. And sometimes this thinking (coughs) can can be mistaken by someone saying, uh, like, like for example, the caste... um, um, religion in india mm-hmm. like saying if you were born poor where well, you are meant to be poor for example that yeah. we can mistake um this sentence that i'm explaining with the religion through the, the the different families which is
0: just a mechanism of control yes but not actually listening to what each soul individually it's basically wants
1: to you took that information and you said oh it, it is useful in politics and economics <laughs> you know so yeah, yeah. uh but It's not that. Actually, it's not, oh, if you were born like this, you are meant to be this. No. Uh, It's not about your context. It's about who you are within. So you can be in a very poor situation, but within you know that you are going to be, I don't know, someone that changes everything. So that's the potential you have. Um, So it's about... Who you really are, not who the environment tells you where you're supposed to be.
0: Yeah, it, this reminds me of a story that um, Mark Gaffney, who studies like deep wisdom of Solomon and some of the old mystery traditions that came through uh, Jewish Kabbalist mm-hmm. you know history. And there's a story of Zusha of Annipoli. and Zusha, as the story goes, he was on his deathbed. And his followers, you know, and his family came to him and they found him crying. Mm. And they, they freaked out because this is their mystic, this is their guide. And why is he crying on his deathbed? This is a disaster.
4: Yeah.
0: And so, like, Zusha, Zusha, why are you crying? And the, you can't be crying. This is your, what do you mean? You, you've talked to us about what happens after death and you can't be crying. He says, so, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me tell you why I'm crying. If I died and I went and you know, went to the beyond and I was greeted there and, and in that tradition by angels or by God, and I was greeted by God and, and God said, Zusha, why weren't you more like Moses? Hmm. Zusha said, I wouldn't be crying then because I would just tell God, look, look God, I didn't have Moses's charisma. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have his leadership. I, it wasn't me. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. and he and Zusha said I wouldn't be crying then and then if he went if he died and he went to God and God said Zusha why weren't you more like Rumi why didn't you write beautiful poetry about the divine and allow people to drink the sweet wine of your words and feel my essence he'd be like ah God I'm not a poet Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it I couldn't do it so Zusha said I wouldn't be crying But Zusha said, I'm crying because when I go and see God, God will say, Zusha, why weren't you Zusha? Yeah. (laughs) Why weren't you Zusha? Mm -hmm. And it's just just such a striking story because we try so hard to be somebody else, to be like Moses or Rumi or this person or that person. But really, all the whole cosmos is begging for us to do is just be you, yeah. be your unique self, mm-hmm. be this unique face of the divine.
1: Yep, that's the whole point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. So those of us who were, there's a lot of people gonna be listening to this and being like, I have family and friends, and I want to, sh- I want to shake them.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to like shake them so that they can feel this. They can feel what this feels like, and they can come awake and move out of their fears and what you call distortions,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and come to a place of like inner peace and love and joy and bliss and living their true, true existence. What do you? What advice do you have for for those of us who just want? Just want that, want this experience for other people, want other people to live their hmm. fullest, truest life. Don't do it. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> That's it. Because when you are trying to push others to experience something that they are not ready to, you're creating a trauma on them. And the trauma is much more difficult to heal than just experiencing it by yourself. So, when someone is pushing you to leave something that you are not, uh, that your cells, your mind, your emotion are not really not ready to ha- to handle, um, it's it's impossible. It's impossible for for them to really appreciate what they are seeing, feeling, experiencing. So if you are um, if you are experiencing this, and you are desperate for others to do the same, you didn't understand the whole point of it, that they are you. And you are the part of them that, that is taking care of becoming aware. So mm. let the others do their job until they come to ask you for it. Um, for example, I, I usually tell the story of my dad my my dad doesn't believe in what I, what I feel, what I do, what I whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I met my dad when I was twenty seven years old. So, not because I was looking for him, I was looking for my brothers and sisters. But um, eventually, I ended up having a better relationship with him than with my brothers and sisters. They are younger, uh, so, so I never talked to him about anything of this, like nothing, just talking about trips and what I did when I went to this mm-hmm. place or other, but I never explained anything like about nothing, other lives, other, <coughs> nothing, because he's not interested in, and uh, his way of understanding the world is so different from mine that why I would lose uh, my energy into trying to change his life when he loves how it is. Until he experienced some things around, because maybe I invited him to some trips with me and the thing got weird. And he was like, <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> and he started to wonder. So he said, What happened here? And I, oh, this and this. And that's it. And I didn't say anymore. Like, uh, I don't go profound on it. Yeah. Just the questions he has. And and then more questions came. And suddenly he said, okay, w- when you do the next trip, I want to go. Or uh, let's see what happens. And he's like, ah, uh, like this. But he's there. Mm. Like, because he loves what he feels when everything happens. But he doesn't get it. And I don't explain anything. He's just coming closer at the time he needed. Yeah. And he understand the changes of his life and how he is staring now at his at his own reality like why i'm living this reality or this life if it is not what i am really loving. It was mm. just what i had. So he started to change a little bit to see what else is in here. Like Even if he's resilient to all this, uh, he starts to ask and saying, we we need to talk about this or this kind of things. So he starts to wonder, to ask me questions and and stuff. But all the questions are his. I never say anything, just what he asks. And because of this, he's doing the change. Mm. If the first time, the first day I met him, I would say, look, we are nothing. We are the one. And because of this, and there's no time, no space, and blah, 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 blah. He would say, I'm, I'm going to go play golf and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. don't don't bring me this shit. Uh, uh, so, um, so I guess that the best thing to do is not do anything, but being yourself. Because when the other people around see how you feel, how you act, if you are feeling fine with yourself if, and, and everything is improving because you are being yourself, you, who, are, who you are supposed to be, the others are starting to look for it. We want to be ourselves too. How can we do in order to be better? Like we see how you are. So when they do a, when they do a question, you answer only that question.
0: Yeah, so you become the living invitation. You become a living invitation yes. to, to be yourself by yes. being yourself.
1: Otherwise you lose a lot of time being yourself because you're trying for others to be who you are, but you are not being you because you're trying for others to be you.
0: Right. Right. So, so you miss the whole point. So ultimately, like <laughs> yeah. and we're in a time now where a lot of people are looking at different people. You know, a lot of people look at me. Yeah. You know, and and so let's just use that as an example. You know, a lot of times potentially I can get caught in this Mm -hmm. idea of like i want to transmit this thing to other people but i think actually most of the time probably why a lot of people are listening now is that i'm genuinely just trying to figure out how to live my life in the best way possible and Mm -hmm. be me to the fullest extent of what me is and then just share the stories yep like this is this is a this is a window into what's happening with me that's my what i do in my newsletter most of the time it's just all right this thing happened this is the way this is the dark place i went into my mind and this is the thing that i figured out and also even the company i created on it it's like oh well i i created this thing because i wanted this result for me and i'm if you guys like this too if you're like me which most many people are we're Mm -hmm. all we're all a lot more connected than we are different then that actually creates the, the thing that you're looking for. But I think a lot of people get that wrong when they're trying to push something out to other people when really the strongest thing we can do is just live our own you know, uniqueness to the fullest extent and allow that to be the, the permanent living invitation. for everybody? Yeah.
1: It is funny sometimes I, uh, when I read some comments in my social media, Maybe I post a picture being funny or or in a holiday, maybe. And there are some people that you can tell they are moved because they say, You should be sharing consciousness content, not you just having fun. <laughs> and I'm like, Where well, you're missing the whole point of what is living because <laughs> yeah. what this is, is consciousness, consciousness content? Yes. Yeah. Me this laughing is, and yeah. like
0: celebrating a birthday with my friends. Yeah. Yes. This uh, is it.
1: So um, it's like if you are not allowed to be you because you are supposed to be like a holy person or whatever. Uh, That's not the point of being aware. The point of being aware is to be you. And I have my moon in Sagittarius. If (laughs) you have your moon in Capricorn, so I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
0: Some people are like, God, what does he even mean? Yeah,
1: well, you know, moon in Capricorn, hard work, suffering, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) moon in Sagittarius is having fun. So I'm going to be that I'm going to have fun. So sometimes I'm sharing something that is profound for me that I discover that I'm sharing that maybe it's useful for some people. And sometimes I'm going to be laughing most of the time. So, um, having fun and that's me. And that's also what I am transmitting as a consciousness path. Um, but, because my structure is that one. Um, so um, if you are trying to be aware, following how others think that becoming aware is, you're missing the point. Because the whole point is being you. And if you have to get fun, uh, if you like to go to Disney World, you're not thinking about, all oh, capitalism is blah, blah, blah. No, mm. you're having fun. Mm-mm. In a few years, Disney will be underwater. So <laughs> have fun now. So I don't know. It's it's kind of <laughs> these things. Um and, and wait,
0: is Disney is Disney is Disneyland really gonna be underwater at yeah, some for point? Sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so how's that gonna happen what's gonna happen? Huh? What's gonna happen? How's it gonna happen?
1: Well, we are contaminated the world, the water is going up. <laughs>
0: so, yeah,
1: you know Florida. It's all wetland. So um <laughs> I wouldn't buy land there. <laughs> uh, but um, nice now, now is the time to enjoy Florida.
0: <laughs> yeah, and get in there. Not in fifty years. Get in there. <laughs> so um, the most casual way to say something incredibly ominous. <laughs> but, but but we'll we'll let it we'll let it slide.
1: Well if you are a moon and Capricorn, you start to buy land in the middle of the States. <laughs> but if you are Sagittarius, you you would go to florida now (laughs) yeah just live it up
0: (laughs) just 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 live it up
1: uh yeah um and then we will see what happens
0: but what about i mean is there is there the chance because what you're talking about is pollution creating a warming effect which is then melting ice caps which is then raising water levels globally i mean there's been different global floods before those like what the the best evidence that i've heard is that like a meteor strike actually like in the heat from that actually like created like a flash melting yeah process of all of this ice and then it flooded and that's what actually wiped out atlantis and these different things so that was like a meteorological event but mm-hmm. we're actually creating our own environmental mm-hmm. conditions yeah is do we have a chance to do we have a chance to like to stop this do we have a chance to like pull this thing back in and figure it out and create this kind of mass ripple effect of awakening and consciousness where we're like whoa we got to fucking stop to to stop what the the environmental destruction that might well you know. the whole planet everyone
1: must stop yesterday to do that yeah so no that's it's done uh, damn that's yeah. heavy but so now you have to adapt uh, but how do you adapt? Well, you have 50 years to not doing it worst, uh, because otherwise it will be the freezing. Is the opposite, so so it can compensate. The planet always compensate the weather. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it, this is actually something that happens all the time, and it's not just on us. We are doing it worst, but is something that naturally is happening.
0: We we live in a planet that goes through these periods. Well, we, we all know about the ice age. And, We've and all we seen have the Disney to be movie. I'm grateful for that. Right.
1: Because they, this means that the planet is alive. If if everything is constantly the same, that means like we are going to Mars. Yeah. And Mars is dead. So I'd rather be in a planet that constantly changes than a planet that never changes because so we feel safe.
0: Right. And um, um so so what you're saying is we're we're accelerating we we might be accelerating a natural process yeah and this natural process is heating freezing heating freezing mm-hmm. and we're accelerating it with what we're doing but we're not the entire causal agent no nor should we take entire responsibility for this next freeze because it's happened before and yeah. it will happen again it's
1: it's good to say that we that it's in our blame because people will get um aware and start to be responsible of what we do because when you say uh well it's the natural process that they, okay let's let's throw the garbage uh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. yeah so um um so it's good that a lot of people is saying uh, it's on us
0: yeah taking even if the numbers
1: can tell you it's not mm-hmm. uh and the natural process of the planet tells you it's not you're doing it worse and faster but it doesn't mean that it's only because of us. And it doesn't mean that it's not our responsibility because we are the aware species of this planet, so we have to take care of it. But taking care of it doesn't mean we have to stop it so nothing changes. Uh, Mm -hmm. The goal of all this is for it to change with harmony. Mm. So there there, there will be always species in process of extinction. Always, because that's how evolution works. Otherwise, you you, can, you wouldn't be here if the dinosaurs are here.
0: I mean, maybe I would. Maybe, <laughs> but it would be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very difficult. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, some species has to leave in order in order for others to uh, to survive. Yeah, and new ones will come, and that's evolution. It's just that we. We are so moralistic regarding evolution that uh, even the ones that take care of nature forgets the basics of nature, which is the constant change. Mm. You cannot keep all the time the same things. Like you have them, you you can be um, y- you can take care of that process to be natural and not to be something. Because you are unaware and you are killing someone or some species on purpose. Um, of course, we have to take care of that, mm-hmm. but it's, it doesn't mean that everything should be like we have it now. Static. Yeah. Yeah, because we are here because everything changes, and a lot of animals had to die in order for us to survive, uh, and it was natural. It's not that we kill them.
0: Yeah. So it's. I've had this. I have had this feeling and this. This kind of vision that's come to me many times of what our purpose is as human beings it's to actually as you said be the most aware part like the neurons Mm -hmm. of the planet and be aware of the changes that are happening look at all of the species and look at all of life and be champions of life itself Mm -hmm. and allow and try to shepherd graceful transitions between that and i also got i also got a message that you know potentially with our technology like potentially the earth wants us like the earth as a conscious being is as we know and i don't don't think we need to go and explain yeah the earth as a conscious being some people might not agree but (laughs) but we know it is yeah it is that the earth almost wants us to develop this technology because with this technology then we can use if we were aware instead of trying to blow each other up with it all the time we could use it to help protect life yeah and there's movies about it like armageddon like or you know that that latest movie i forget the name of it uh don't look up and where we could actually go and divert uh, a meteor that was going to come an asteroid that was going to come and strike the planet and wipe out life for you know and some you can clean the years. planet
1: with the eye
0: you could, yeah you could so we could use it to clean the planet we could use it to protect the planet we could use it to actually shepherd and and yeah. conserve life in another cold freeze or another flood we could help use our technology to move and allocate and this is like this is what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. is just really protecting the whole being yeah. like the champions like all right we got technology we got this awareness we got all of these choices that we can make and we can just come together and stop being like bickering children, mm-hmm. then we can actually get this whole thing working cohesively.
1: But it's important to understand that we have technologies in 60 years. So if you compare the whole history of humanity, we've been trying to manage the fire for thousands of years. We've been trying to not to create a fire and burn the whole forest until we manage how to handle the fire mm. to cook. Mm-hmm. So... Before that, it was a mess because we had no idea how to handle it. The first people that, that were practicing with the fire, they created these burns and, and the whole many forests were burned because wow. they had no idea how to handle the fire. Of course. We've been thousands of years until the people knew how to um, melt iron, uh, how to build... Uh, tools, how to uh, warm up a house, how to cook and how important was for us to cook with fire because it changed the whole process inside of ourselves to make it more intelligent. Mm -hmm. (coughs) So it took a long time and imagine that we have this technology since 60, 70 years uh, and it went worldwide just in what, 30 years? Yeah. So it's nothing compared to how much time do we need to understand how properly something works.
0: Yeah. So like all of the technology we have, we're just light we're starting forest fires because we just don't understand it. Uh So like so social media is a fucking forest fire. Yep. (laughs) But also it's fire and that fire is powerful. And when we learn how to use that fire, Mm -hmm. then we create this interconnected planet. Yep which is a very significant thing. Our ability to, because we obviously have lost the ability, well, most of us have lost mm-hmm. the ability to do that telepathically. So now we've created a technology that actually allows us to be interconnected, which is a significant thing. I've heard you talk about that.
1: Yeah, it's it's very important. That That is very important and, and something that we all must be aware of, that we are right now child, children playing with, toys of technology that we don't actually know much of how to how to use it. Some people do, but these people doesn't mean that these people knows everything. Uh, They're just aware of the of the possibilities of it, but not the consciousness of it. So we are in that process of trying to understand the tools that we have discovered recently. And that's a normal process that, that every species go through for a long time. Right. It's just that we are so connected right now with so many options and, and so many minds that a lot of minds can already see the results of a bad use of what we just discovered 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we have the benefit of, of being able to, um, to do it in a very fast way. Like, uh, well, maybe in 50 years, we can all become aware of why do we have this technology and how Mm -hmm. to use it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something that for others in the past, maybe we needed 2000 years to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And now we can do it very fast because a lot of people, a lot of awareness, a lot of people becoming conscious about it. So we can do it faster, but we should not forget that we are still in the process of discovering What do we have? And that's why there's a lot of children using the technology in a way as a three-year-old would use it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I imagine, let's just bring this back. Like imagine you had a a time machine and you went back, well, I don't know, 20,000 years. Uh, Your 20,000 years ago is different than most people's, but I don't saw it. Let's go back to like a primitive time, right? Where weapons were, were really simple clubs maybe you know if they had that i don't know how much they even fought back then but assume that there was some fighting for different territories and food and and reproductive advantage and Mm -hmm. things like that i imagine that was ubiquitous imagine if you just went back and you had a an array of like full-on samurai swords and samurai armor right something Mm -hmm. simple just really sharp steel really like durable steel and really protective armor If you just dropped that in to those people, you could hope that their consciousness would be like, Oh, this is awesome, but we will never use this. I won't cut another person with this. That would be rude. Yeah. But like some somebody's urge to power would be like, wait a minute, I can put this thing on and I'm fucking invincible. Yeah. And I will and I can rule this whole land and have 50 wives and a fucking build a my own tribe. Like the urge we have this urge and this is the urge of the the part of us that's in distortion that's in the delusion that Mm -hmm. we're not connected and that part of us has urges urges for power urges for dominance that are built in and so if we have the technology of course we're going to use it so of course those people who want power now and have these urges yeah they're going to use social media to divide us so that they could control us or use it to manipulate you know this election or this this way Mm -hmm. like it's just the same as if there was a samurai sword back a long time ago and someone's like, wait a minute, you mean I can like I can cut people with this and no one can fuck with me? And yeah. I'll be the I'll be the strongest?
1: Yeah. And maybe you gave it to him to to harvest some fruits. <laughs> yeah. And to cut yeah. it in half. But they said, Oh, I can kill someone with this. Yeah. And everyone would be afraid of me. But no, it is a knife. It's to cut apples. No, no, I can kill him. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so it's it's your level of awareness that that makes you have the same tool in different ways. To yeah. Use the same tool in different options. So um, we are still trying to understand that because um, this is the first time, actually, the first time in history that the unconscious people and the conscious people has the same technology, which is to be able to connect, communicate, use the same guns. Uh, Of course, that some people with more money, with much money will get better tools. Yeah. But um, we all are connected to kind of the same. We all can share the information with the rich people and the poor people at the same time Mm -hmm. and this is the first time ever that this happens so this means that there are a lot of options with the same tools Mm -hmm. so many options from the need from the from the discovery from anything so uh this time created so many options for the entire world yeah, that um, we are still learning how to play with it, and and that's normal. That's normal, and uh, it doesn't justify the chaos or the killings or the right. wars. Right. It doesn't justify that, um, but it kind of makes you understand that um, that we are not living through consciousness. We are living through morality. Which is a totally different concept. Is very different one thing from the other. So we are trying to bring consciousness through morality. We are trying to use technology through morality, and uh, we are trying to build up a new humanity through morality.
0: Yeah, explain that. I don't. I don't know if I understand it.
1: Morality. M- morality comes from the Latin word "modus," "modis," that means. Uh, to inhabit a place, um, in English, I guess you have the word "moray." Mm-hmm. It's the same, the same word. Uh, it's, uh, morality is the place where you live in? So um, a moray. So you have that place, and you have I don't know thirty people living in what in that same valley, for example. So a moris is that valley. Mm-hmm. Moris. So that's the place where you live in. Then you create some rules in order to live there. Uh-huh. You cannot hike hike the mountain because you don't know what is there. Um, <coughs> God is in that mountain there, so you never nobody goes there. Uh, the river is the one that gives you the food. Blah blah. This animal must be kept alive because it's sacred. This uh, this home is a temple. You you kind of locate kind of a of of a constitution yeah. of how the things should be in order for everyone to live properly and in peace inside that valley. Yeah. That concept is called morality.
0: Yeah, so like the cultural norms, the mores, I think. Is exactly, how I yeah, yeah, the cultural norms. Cu-
1: culture basically comes from, from cultivate. Mm. So what are the grains or the animals that you are cultivating is your culture. Mm. So what you eat is how you live mm. because the culture gives you something uh called um oh, I forgot the word um uh but it's something that you do every year uh ceremony. Mm-hmm. So the ceremonies uh that you do every every year is something that that helps you remember uh what are you cultivating and that creates culture. The mm-hmm. culture is to keep going into cultivating that So people say, Oh, I have to keep doing the corn because otherwise we don't have food. So you create the celebration of the corn and this kind of thing. So so culture comes from what you cultivate. And morality is the rules that you have in the place where you are doing the cultiv, the cultive. Mm -mm. Okay. So it's all about agriculture, Mm -hmm. basically. So what happened? If you go if someone goes out from the valley and goes hike to the mountains, and there's another village in the high mountains that does the things very differently. Because for example, the animal that was holy down there, the cow right. that gives you the milk, it was the only food that they had upstairs in the in the mountain because nothing can grow, there's, there's, there's no corn, mm-hmm. so only animal. So you have to kill the cow. So the morality of that people is we kill the cow so we can all eat. Mm. And we share, and that's our culture. So for this morality, to kill the cow is terrible. So if these people have much power, they will try to kill them and to impose their morality, saying you should not kill the cow because it's sacred. But these people would say, and what do we eat if we don't have the cow? Right. So you end with their morality and their way of living it's ended too. So you are colonizing a different morality and thinking that my morality is better than them, than theirs, but the context is completely different. Mm-hmm. So you cannot impose a morality of a valley into a high mountain. Right. That's what it means, morality. Morality is the way you live in one specific place. So now that we are worldwide connected, Morality is something really weird because you cannot impose from here to someone in China or someone in Afghanistan, your morality, because you live in a very different way than these other people live. And your morality is not the same morality that they have. So now it's not about morality, it's about consciousness. So if, well, you, if you try to, to yeah. impose morality into the whole process of becoming one, you are doing a mistake.
0: It seems to me that there's, so I understand definitely this conflict of different moralities and you can look at, you know, what the Catholic church did for thousands of years and mm-hmm. ultimately trying to impose through fire and sword yeah. you know a, a universal morality mm-hmm. and control that yeah. was behind that morality so there was the unconscious and the pretending about that morality we see that now in in cancel culture in different ways which has some impetus for a good morality just like all things do but the, actually the reason people are using it is jealousy and anger and, and repressed rage where they want to cut down something murder something that's beautiful yeah so that it becomes no longer possible right so even if there's a lot of like mixture between what you think you're doing for your own morality and what you're actually doing to serve some other, some other purpose. Right. So um, I, I definitely understand how these different things, the imposition of morality, and then the hidden latent unconscious drives that are, they're that masked by your morality. You know, it's like so many different things. There's like, Oh, I'm doing this to be moral. I'm, this is my, this is like the, the very essence of what a lot of people would call woke culture, right? Like mm-hmm. it's the guise of morality, but really <clears throat> underneath is rage. Yeah. And underneath is a lot and, and desire for dominance, desire to be better than mm-hmm. somebody else. And so all of these things exist. But what you're saying is instead of operating by this, mor- this idea of morality, which isn't even any morality, Mm-hmm. is to go to consciousness. Yeah. And the implication of what you're saying to me is that consciousness itself has an inherent morality, like first principles of morality that are like within consciousness itself because of the interconnectedness that comes with consciousness. Like if I know that you, Matthias are me,
1: Yeah, and I'm not
0: going to punch you and take your food and put you in a cage and do anything horrible or try to control you a bit. No, fuck no. Yeah, like and so consciousness itself has has a true morality. Yeah, but but it's it's just guided by planetary morality. It's a planetary, universal back to the first principles Mm -hmm. morality, and that's what you're saying. It's like we have all of these fucking contrasting combative different moralities ideas coming from culture mores and customs and all of these different things and this now because we're interconnected is creating massive amounts of conflict and ultimately if we can move to consciousness and then move and anchor that and ground that back down Mm -hmm. into first principles yep then we can start to have a planetary consciousness and a planetary morality will start to emerge and then we could potentially live our ultimate fruition as guardians of yeah. the planet
1: well actually most of the problems that we have today if you take a look in the news um, it's not because of war or misunderstandings it's because of morality and morality is basically the one that is causing all the chaos because we brought universally moralities that were born in just a small valley in middle east and uh, it has nothing um to to be a part of the whole uh, planet so consciousness uh, means something totally different from morality which is all the different parts that were cut are together Mm -hmm. that's the actual word of, of consciousness remembering um So, um, consciousness is not to become spiritual, also. Some people think that you are conscious when you are a spiritual person, but actually it's not. You are a conscious person when you understand that all the differences makes the whole. And um, when you start to see the others as a part of yourself that complete yourself uh, and that those things that the other has are completing the things that you are that you have lack of. Um so you are becoming conscious. That's the real mean of consciousness. When mm-hmm. you accept the differences and you you work for your part and you let the others work for their part. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually morality comes in. Again, and you start to fight because you say, no, that's not the good thing to do. My way is the right way. Yeah, my way is the best, is better. But um, actually, it's not when a lot of thousands of people are holding another way. So um, this fight of morality in science and spirituality and religion uh, are the ones that really divide us. It's all about morality. We are now a global civilization. We cannot rule ourselves through morality anymore. Uh, morality is something that helps us survive as tribes when we were living in valleys and mountains. But now we are a global civilization, so we should not be guided by, by morality. Mm. We should be guided by consciousness.
0: And what's what I think scares a lot of people right now is there is... Um, what appears to be a move to create a global a global dominant society a global dominant culture and a globally dominant morality except what we're all feeling and seeing which as as you're saying that's not necessarily a bad idea that's mm-hmm. not a bad idea in and of itself to create a global consciousness however the morality and the that's actually being imposed and what's actually being created is absent of consciousness mm-hmm. which would include the love which yeah. would include the radical celebration and acceptance of people's freedom and and yeah. that it's absent of that and it's in distortion so so like the move is not wrong but the the energy behind that move is the problem uh-huh. really because it's not coming from the place of true consciousness
1: mm-hmm. no it's coming from a need uh, a cellular need of imposing your place like, this is my place. This is where I belong. This is uh, what is good because this is what I know. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, this, that's what we have under the concept of consciousness. We have a hidden morality, which is encoded in ourselves. So we have to work with releasing the idea of who we are, releasing the idea of, of that we know is the best option in order to, um, to become conscious, and that's why it's a very tough um, uh, task to actually become conscious because it's not about oh now I now I get it. It's about how do we act in the planet, how do we do our things in in the world, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, <coughs> I say. This is a normal process. We are in the middle of understanding that. Uh, it's been just a few years since we became a collective global civilization. So we don't know how to handle it yet. Uh, we are still bounded by nationalisms, which is a way of morality. Um, we still believe about uh, boundaries and all these kind of things. Um, uh, and, and we follow one only culture of our countries. And even inside the countries, you have different moralities to follow. Different religions. To, yeah. Religions and so on. So, so everyone is fighting to survive under their own. But most of the people are not being aware that we are already a global civilization. We are, since internet, we are not anymore moral people. We are conscious people, or we are meant to be. So um, it it takes a long time for us to really uh, go through all this process of releasing the culture, releasing the idea of who we are, releasing our ideas of morality. Uh, It takes a long time because you have to re-educate the cells of your body to be something different. So it's not something that we can do just tomorrow. It's something that will take a long time to do. But um, as we were sharing yesterday, um, the first people that must do this are the artists. (laughs) Artists, musicians. um, um, Sports stars. Sports stars. This kind of people are the ones that, if they do the change, by resonance they change thousands of people because they love them. So by love you start to change the life of the people towards consciousness. So if those people become conscious and share through consciousness, not through imposing their ideas, yeah. but to becoming their own um, conscious beings or, or expectations, uh, the others will will resound. And um, this cannot be done by a politic politician or something like this because a politician represents just one part, but artists sometimes go beyond uh, throughout all the different layers of, of differences. Yeah. Um, so that's why it goes to the heart, not to the mind.
0: Yeah. There's a great quote I said that I heard uh, from actually Jamie Wheels said it, but I don't know who it's from, but he said, uh, It's the job of the artist to make the revolution irresistible yeah you know it's like make it so beautiful Mm -hmm. that because you can feel it like you hear that song or you see that you see that person you just feel the different energy yeah that that comes Mm -hmm. through and if you're listening if you're really listening you'll you'll have an invitation to a whole different world a world that exists which again goes back to what you know, we were saying at the beginning of like, how do we, how do we change the world? How do we do the best thing that we possibly can? And ultimately it's by becoming that living invitation Mm -hmm. and the more people who are looking at you, the, the more invitations you're going to be handing out. Like you're going to be sending emotional, vibrational e-cards, e-invites to like, Hey, come on over here to this more beautiful world. It's great. Yeah. I love it. You'll be sending those every every interaction you have.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're awakening the people that will be the change. Because sometimes, for example, me, myself, I don't know if I would handle do that because I'm already 34. I've done my my path. And even if I work for the change, I'm not going to be able to do the change because my... Programs in my cells are old, so I know that um, that I'm not gonna leave the change, and I am not. I don't have a problem with it because I know I'm the whole world. I will leave it eventually somehow. Mm-hmm. So what I am doing is, if I share as much as I can of what I have within, the ones that are coming free. From those concepts, will be able to remember, and they will be the change, Mm-mm. and start to live in a different way since they are teenagers.
0: So it's this multi generational, multi generational transition.
1: Yeah, that that's what it's all about. We we made it up for ourselves, like, oh, well, I have to live the change, and you will, but through others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we are living the change. Actually, the planet it's changing so much that it's just that we want to see it in two hours, like in a movie. But mm-hmm. it, the world has never changed so much in, a, in such a good way than in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and most of the people can't see it because we are expecting for a paradise in the planet. Like if something amazing should be done in order for us to live like an utopia, And utopia is that, is utopia, which means there is no place for it. So Mm -hmm. you will never live what you're expecting to live, never, Mm -hmm. never. You have to release that uh, thought. You are living the change that you were expecting, that your parents, your grandfathers, mothers were expecting. Um, Most of our parents were trapped in a system, and we are living the freedom of the system. And even though we are complaining and we have freedom, uh, my grand-grandfather had to escape from Italy because there was a war Mm -hmm. and I was just eating spaghetti last week in Italy. Yeah. You know, so, um, well, I had to have the vaccination stuff in order to sit in a restaurant, but, (laughs) 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 but, you know, um, (laughs) things changed, but... You are able to go there now you're uh, you, you have these conflicts now but but it's it's easier it's uh, there's a lot of changes uh that we are living through right now, and if you don't pay attention to those changes, you are gonna miss the time of change because you are expecting for something greater to happen yeah that will never happen
0: so it seems like there's it's a it's a both and type of situation. One, radical acceptance for what is and what mm-hmm. is changing. And also an awareness that in the in the course of change, things move in a frequency where there's the high points and then there's the low points. Mm-hmm. There's the contractions and there's the expansions. So we can see this now. Two years after this, you know, crazy pandemic, you know, that's that's happened here. We can see how so much contraction has also created so much expansion i mean people have gotten together you know conversations have started communities have formed a lot of beautiful things have happened and a lot of dark things have happened and also been exposed yeah as as being dark you know and these things are coming out so instead of lamenting like oh my god i can't believe i just want 2019 back Be like no well we're in it we're in a change we're in (laughs) a change and this is the new reality of the change And let's accept that, understand that this is the way it's going, understand that every contraction has inherently its expansion, every end has its beginning. All of these things are in a cycle. And so then the and part is we still can have the choice to stand up against some of these things that we don't believe in, Mm -hmm. like vaccine mandates, for example. We still can say, I accept this changing reality and... I'm going to stand for a different for a different world. Yeah. And a different level of freedom.
1: And actually, what happened in 2020 and 2021 is amazing for us to rethink what is freedom. Because we got used to be free around the world. Like, oh, that's it. This is the best thing. You can go everywhere. But actually it was not the goal. We have to go beyond that. Freedom of traveling around, um, and that's why the planet blocked us again and locked us. Like we are now able to rethink how we really want to be free mm-hmm. in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, the, I, so almost
0: the confinement created this intensification of the desire for freedom just like when i went into the darkness for six days there was this unbelievable intensification of desire for light
1: yeah to see Mm -hmm. so we tend to to normalize some things that we have that they are not normal and um and stop us from evolution so the moment when we evolve is when we uh, are for when we are being forbidden to do so mm. So when something outside is blocking our natural movement in order for us to change the movement, to know that, oh my God, I cannot move like this anymore. So I have to rethink the way I will move throughout the world right through my through my life through and what was happening these past years. Um, you can see it as the darkness trying to avoid for us to be free. Or you can think, oh, thank you, darkness, for having avoided me this time to be free, because now I can rethink what freedom is. Mm-hmm. So I now have a better understanding of what is the freedom that I am willing to leave. And what a
0: and for many of us who didn't really have something like that we really wanted to fight for you know like this is also a deep this is a deep core desire oh yeah that we have like i want to stand for something i want to mm-hmm. fight for something meaningful it's like it's built into our dna in, in a way like we want to we want to have a deep purpose we want to be needed we want to yeah. want to stand for something and now there's an opportunity for those who w- those who wish to stand and everybody doesn't have to stand for exactly the same thing but it's mm-hmm. all of this pressure is then causing us it's awakening this kind of the hero and the warrior inside of us it's like yeah. no like no more
1: mm-hmm. like this
0: is enough and that's there's something beautiful about that too like that's almost like in some ways if you can look at that like wow you know it's a gift that i get to live at a time where i can stand for something meaningful mm-hmm you know and what and when my actions could have you know cosmic significance yep you know and so it's just a a beautiful way to reframe and bring yourself back into gratitude which is then bringing yourself into an invitation for the whole world to get back into gratitude Mm
1: -hmm. yes that's well that this is the time to invite the whole world to do something different and um we have to start it we have to do stuff in order to show different options and uh, uh, and there will be always new options for the ones that we uh, offer. Mm-hmm. So also we have to set ourselves free from our options. Like we are offering this now for all of us to change into something greater but something greater will come once I leave. And uh, this is part of the evolution this is part of what we are trying to do uh, to keep the harmony going throughout time and space and not to block it with ideas
0: mm-hmm. with concepts this was something that we talked about <coughs> you know at the, the dinner table we talked about how everybody looks at this constant opposition between the dark and the light the good and the bad Mm. you know and you explained polarity in an interesting way and which was actually actually i would just you know if you want to explain polarity and then i'll I'll get to where i was going and we'll try to recreate a bit of that conversation polarity and duality polarity and duality yeah
1: yeah the different concepts of polarity uh when we when we hear about polarity we usually tend to compare it with duality, which is a totally different thing. Uh, polarity comes from uh, polos, polos. That is, um, that in Greek language is means stick. So it's something. It's only one thing with two sides. Okay, but these two sides are only conceptual you are the one that says that there are two sides to that thing the top of the stick
0: and the bottom of the stick exactly yeah
1: so we believe that we put the bottom and the top but actually it's just a stick (laughs) so it doesn't have any difference It, it doesn't have positive or negative it's just a stick so we immediately because our mind was um was created in order to understand the parts of the things so we could survive in a 3D world. We tend to divide stuff to, under, to understand the parts. If we wouldn't be able to do that, if you see a snake on the floor, you have no clue where to take the snake from. If you don't understand what is the head, what is the tail, you can die. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have been decided to understand the yeah, different- like, I
0: grabbed the snake, well, where?
1: Where? Yeah. yeah. It's important. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> so that's why in our mind, everything that is only one thing, we divide it in parts. Mm-hmm. But actually, a uh, polos or a pole is the same thing. So we have North Pole, South Pole, but actually it's only one thing that has magnetical discharges. So it's only one thing. And that's it. But we create the idea that has two sides. So... Um, polarity actually is not two things. It's only one that is constantly bending itself to the center. That's polarity. Duality is the concept that we have from it, the concept of north, south, up, below. Uh, So, duality is an idea of something that is only one. The universe is universe, is one, one thing. But we conceptualize the universe in two, which is in in Latin. So from universe to diverse. So universe is only one, diverse is two parts of the one. And that's how you have diversity. Diversity is all the different options of the one. But actually duality is only concepts. It's only in the mind, it's not something real. Mm-hmm. So when you are talking about darkness or light, the universe only see a wave of vibration that is moved in different frequencies. So um, when you have a frequency going down, um, well, in the wave of, of the vibration going down, you call it blank or nothing or void, black, whatever and when it's going down you see the positive when it's aspect, going up yeah what is going up so you see the light or the clarity or whatever so in order for the universe to have balance you have to have black white black white black white something like this so it's the same of saying up down one, high zero, low. zero, one, yeah. one, zero, one, zero, one, zero, one, zero, and it's the same thing in in numbers um So when you start to have different frequencies, you can have minus one, minus two, uh, two, three, minus three, and you can have different options of it according to the frequencies vibrating. So you can have much more darkness or much more light. Mm -hmm. But it's just your your perception of polarity creates the idea of duality that says, oh, if darkness is here, and light is here, they're opposite, and they fight each other. They are so different from one another that you see it separate, but actually it's the same frequency moving. So in the idea of polarity in the universe, polarity allows movement. That's why light and dark is exactly the same in different resonance. And uh, from our point of view are two different things. Yeah, one pulling down the other one pulling up
0: there's a there's a great quote i heard that said darkness is just light so pure that we cannot perceive it
4: yeah
0: you know like mm-hmm. it just and that's again collapsing collapsing this idea of polarity yeah and and this is like an important aspect of the mystical traditions but the important thing of where we're going here is that ultimately these forces that we think are in opposition to each other are really actually just as the forces now we're going to talk about the unconscious distortion that actually Mm -hmm. can accelerate things into out of balance ultimately Mm -hmm. but the forces of darkness and light call them are actually just trying to create movement and harmony yeah and both want the same thing movement and harmony the dark and the light just want movement and harmony trying to find balance trying to find balance and so the the challenge comes when we lose sight of that and we create all of our stories built around built around polarity and duality Mm -hmm. and then in our unconscious story making we accelerate we accelerate something which is what we were talking about earlier we're accelerating this natural process of heating and freezing our unconscious behavior our disconnection from the earth our disconnection from each other we're actually moving ourselves into a steeper curve Mm -hmm. ultimately there's going to be balance anyways because that's the way the universe works but we're accelerating ourselves into a steeper sharper more jagged wave pattern where we don't need to do that (laughs) you know like ideally we'd be like all right gentle 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 now gentle now Mm -hmm. child yeah like easy
1: yeah as deeper you go, or faster you go into the darkness, the faster you go to the light. But in the same rhythm, you go to the darkness again. Mm-hmm. So that's why the universe tries to find balance. And the light is trying to find the balance, pulling the darkness towards the light. And the dark is trying to find balance, pulling the, the light towards the darkness. And which is actually positive, negative. And that's what it's all about. But in the distortion, the diversity, um, we cannot find the origin or the purpose, the real purpose of the other one. So for the dark ones, the light is the enemy. Mm -hmm. For the light ones, the dark is the enemy because the two forces are pulling one another but in the middle is the divine that says i don't care <laughs> i'm everything yeah so for me it's all about experience and um i read some uh, once a comment um asking me is there conflict also for the universe and for me it was like we are the universe so it's not that there is something outside called the universe or god <laughs> or something that doesn't have conflict and we have it? Or does in the universe exist, the suffering? And say, of course, the suffering is part of the universe.
0: Because we're part of the universe. We are
1: part of the universe. Yeah. And um, sometimes we have these kind of ideas that um, we, because we are humans or because we are lost, we create these conflicts or these uh, wars. And and actually it happens in the entire universe in different um uh, levels of uh, of existence and of energy of consciousness uh and when you when you have a balanced conflict is a challenge that we all love challenges of course because it makes us feel complete it mm-hmm. it it improves ourselves who we are
0: yeah i mean i've i've had a friend out here and i was really expecting like good evenly matched challenges and it just never really came to fruition that way i was still like really dominant oh in the in the expression but you know i, I want to give a- <laughs> i picture a different thing Sorry. i, I want to give him a chance though you know, I, I i feel i feel <laughs> I, I, I feel like i feel like you know he's got a he's got a chance but but of, <laughs> course, but of course this is this is of course an aspect of me i love talking shit i love i love the joking i love like the fun of this thing because <laughs> i love actually i love actually that moment yeah that moment of like being evenly matched you know and yeah. like having something where you can you just go for it like it's 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 one of the joys it's one of the joys and, yes. and but we'll lose sight of this like wow all right like here we are like mm-hmm. we've got we've got something we've got we've got something to push up against yeah you know we've got something that'll that'll meet us mm-hmm. and we can we can push
1: yes and and that's in our nature not in the universe nature actually yeah, so it's a good part of this uh you, you need this conflict, otherwise yeah. you are not moving anywhere uh the problem is distortion when you get distorted. Uh you start a conflict and fighting and, and hitting the other ones and uh, because you have no clue why you have this conflict, which was a challenge for yourself to be to improve yourself right, so you start to believe that the other one is the enemy and these kind of things or or the conflict and uh, so if we balance the distortion and we start to understand how the system works, um you start to find pleasure in the challenges. And not suffering in the conflict,
0: right? And,
1: right. And it's the same. It's again, it's a stick, but you have divided into two things. But actually, it's the same. Mm.
0: So, like this, this idea of like just absolutely joyful, like the joyful resistance, mm-hmm. the joyful resistance. Yeah. Like, like I think we've we've lost this. Like there's peaceful, peaceful protest. You know yeah but but what about like joyful resistance yeah you know like like this thing of oh okay there's people trying to restrict our freedom and control us and dampen our joy and what about like our resistance being being an act of joy like being a celebration right like i think of you know matrix three where like they have that huge party like a rave in zion when the machine when the machines are burrowing down and it's their final days like their act of resistance yeah. and morpheus gives that great speech mm-hmm. is like like let let the world know what it's like to be human yeah mm-hmm. you know like like live in this joyful resistance and and that to me like that to me feels like a rallying cry you know the other way it may be necessary and it, it may be something that we want to do but Let's not forget, like, the greatest act of resistance is to be the opposite reality, be the alternate reality, be, be in joyful, loving community and, mm-hmm. and stand also in that way and, and see that. It, it seems yeah, that's why, I,
1: that's why, sorry, but that's why I don't understand why vegans are so hungry all the time. <laughs> right. Because they are supposed to be love, and they actually are fighting people. And that's not how you bring people to love. And um, um this is what I don't understand about um uh, how a philosophy that should bring you joy actually brings you more suffering than joy. And um and this applies for everything. Mm-hmm. But um I, I guess that um I usually have said that, uh, for example, veganism is something that we are going to, that our human uh, tradition, our human culture eventually will become vegan. But uh, I don't know why most of the vegans are fighting mm-hmm. and uh, against the old system, instead of seeing that you are already becoming the new. So you have to invite people through love, yeah. not through fighting right and um jo- showing the joy of it instead of uh of making you be like the evil part of society uh, because uh with your light you're burning others <laughs> right, right um
0: so um with your light you're burning others
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> so um i guess that is is important for everyone to that is trying to make a change, to understand that you attract the reality that you are resounding with. And most of the people wants to be happy. So if you want for people to be happy and joyful, the revolution that you are doing must be joyful and happy. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you're not attracting that, you're (laughs) attracting the opposite. Uh, You don't... um, Uh, You you don't make others loving beings by hating them.
0: That's not how it works. Well, we've certainly been trying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I want to give a shout out to, uh, we have a friend, her name's Carly, and she's a vegan. And uh, she watches our cats when we go away. And she's one of the most loving beings that I've encountered, just full of love and laughter and light. And you go into a house when we go visit our cats, and then there's just plants growing everywhere, thriving, <laughs> like thriving in a way that's like, God, these plants are fucking happy. Yes. <laughs> like everything in there is like, wow, yeah. I just stepped into another world where <laughs> humans and plants are in like perfect same. harmony together, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a downtown condo, and it's like, whoa you know and it doesn't make me want to go vegan yet but nonetheless it's like it is the but most you feel attra- comfortable i feel great yeah it feels great her energy feels great her breath like and it feels like wow you know and that's yeah. that's like that's the best invitation possible mm-hmm. you know for like this is a this is a cool thing yeah you naturally know, that, yeah naturally
1: naturally your cells starts to feel comfortable yeah with it so it's a process and it will be natural process. We are heading to that. But um, uh, again, it's like it's like forcing people in the middle ages to, I don't know, mm, do something that we usually do now. Like taking holidays, like what is a holiday? <laughs> uh, yeah. In the middle ages, you don't have holidays. <laughs> you have to work, otherwise you die. Uh, or kill the others if they take your place. Just moon you know, like Capricorn. That, yeah. all day. <laughs> moon in, in Capricorn all the time. <laughs> yes. So that's how Middle Ages are. So, um, so what, what you have to what you have to uh, uh, to understand is that this is a, a a whole process, and you have to be loving and caring for the people that is in the middle of the process. It's like uh, if you have gone through a trauma. You don't see the person one hour after. Well, it's okay now. That's it. So you can do a different whole life. Yeah. No, you have to process that. You need the time to assimilate in your cells and so on. So, when as much loving and caring you are during the process of transition, uh, the best the cells will adapt to the new reality. Yeah. And that's why we don't have to push humanity to transform into what we see already. It's coming, because if you do that, you put humanity against, because the immunological system of the unconscious reality tries to survive. So when something attacks from outside and say, this is wrong, the whole system does, whoop, Mm -hmm. closes. Mm -hmm. It shuts down the system, and it's worst. But if you are soft and tender and you don't do much harm to the actual system, so you become like a virus changing the dna mm-hmm. inside and and the whole system will change eventually
0: yeah so, and and you know i think um uh, <clears throat> one of the big elements of my path has been psychedelic medicine you know 23 years now i guess and mm-hmm. there's this idea and people would always say why are you doing it again like this idea that people have like you just do it and then you're that's changed it. forever like that's it
1: oh you got enlightened <laughs> yeah it. yeah and but it's it's, it's
0: we think of ourselves like computers like you get to download an app and the app stays hmm. but we're different we're a living we're a living breathing organism you and need to upload up yeah, yeah constant constant <laughs> ways to reconnect retag like continue to wash ourselves mm-hmm. with different levels of consciousness and then create a field around us that supports that you know and and a lot of people there's so much focus on integration and i think that's good advice you know integration is bringing that energy from your experience into your own regular life Mm -hmm. but the idea that you're going to be able to do that without creating a field around you that supports what you've what you've kind of accessed is going to be very difficult Mm -hmm. like we're meant to do this together Yep. in a community and i think you know we've been here for a week with a lot of amazing people yourself included and experiencing different ceremonies and different rituals and just talking and all of this and we could probably point to these special peak moments that we've had the breath work with lucas and hella or whatever these peak moments but really a lot of what's been happening for ourselves is just living together mm-hmm. just being around each other yep And like a big part of the ceremony is that experience itself. It's a big part of what we do at Fit for Service. It's just creating this this cohesive group of people who Mm -hmm. are open and accepting and loving and forgiving and and all of these different ways. I mean, of course, we're all people and we all have our own shadows and shit. I'm not saying everybody's perfect, but nonetheless, that's the spirit. That's the spirit of of what's provided, and that's that in and of itself more than the talks or more than the breathworks or the ecstatic dances or anything else which are of course peak moments but it's the container that can hold the transition and and accelerate it Mm -hmm. and that seems to be also another really key aspect to bringing about the place that we're you know desiring
1: yeah that's why you cannot expect for something to happen in the humanity in one day that changes everything because you need to hold that by being connected by being there for one another Uh, because as i said it's it's a wave and and in the next going down we all are going to be there to hold each other and uh so if we expect for everything to stay still when we reach a point of aware of awareness so that's not life that's death
0: Mm -hmm. so life stillness is death
1: yeah So you need the movement, and as much people get together to hold, to sustain the others when they go down, uh, the process starts to be more soft, more harmonious, than if we all just say, oh, that was good, we all are connected, so bye, and that's it. So when a whole network of people acknowledge that we are all trying to, to, to keep on going this, this harmony and not just uh, disconnected from one another because we thought we got it. Mm-hmm. Um, as much more people, even if they don't understand, uh, can accompany each one in that process, so we will complete the harmony. Yeah. So the conflicts become challenges and the and the good peaks of, of light or, or enlightenment becomes this awareness of the next step.
0: Yeah. I have a question about, so there's a guy named Rupert Sheldrake and he had this idea of the morphic resonance field or the morphogenic field. And it's mm-hmm. this idea that if some adaptation or some level of consciousness or beliefs or or emotional acts or whatever something or an an idea is accessed by an individual then there's also like almost like a record of it in the morphogenic field and even if you don't contact another person directly they now have access to that thing
4: yeah
0: is this is this you know a way that you look at the world as well. Like there's this thing, like a morphogenic field or a collective, where so even if let's say all of us here in this group, if we never talk to anybody or show to anybody, like somehow what we experience this week would create a could create like a a copy in some way into yeah. the, into the morphic resonance field and other other little groups and families would be able to kind of download and access that.
1: Yeah, of course. That that's that's the whole point of network. That's the whole point of the matrix. To for everything that we do to be recorded and in service for the others because everything is connected and we are just projections from one another. Yeah. But the thing is that usually will affect those people that knows you because they have a link with you much more direct Mm-hmm. because they feel you they have love for you or something So it's like
0: a lot stronger obviously when they know you. Of course. But it's but it has an effect even if they don't. Yeah,
1: it it's it's like a wave uh, yeah. like like when you throw a stone in the lake. Yeah. Uh, the the most affected ones will be the closer ones right. to to the to the actual fact. And then the wave will reach the shores but it will be very soft. Mm-hmm. So it will affect everyone? But mostly to those who knows you. Yeah. So, as much more people knows you, whatever you do will affect much more, bigger space. Uh, And so that was that was much more easier uh, two to five thousand years ago because there were not such a huge amount of people. So kind of everyone knew each other. So because everyone were cousins or siblings. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what what someone did, everyone everyone kind of knew what was happening. So that's why <coughs> the time of the prophets, for example, was so important because just two or three facts of those people would reach kind of the entire country mm-hmm. very easily. Um and that's why uh, today those people are still so important for us. If they would have podcasts today, if yeah. St. Peter would have a podcast, I bet nobody would follow him. <laughs> he was not a good guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, so it was because a lot of people knew him. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people I mean maybe a thousand so these thousand people had 10,000 kids and these 10,000 kids had a million right. and so on so they were so fast and we ended up being us that their their effect uh, on us has been much bigger than the one that we can do now being like 8 million, how would it say in English? I don't know, like a lot of people, (laughs) yeah. Um, so, um, as 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 bigger is the amount of people that knows you or have an idea of you, the biggest is the the impact, yeah, uh, of of anything that you do, even inside your home, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's something that it's something that Charles Eisenstein, who we got to spend some time with, which was great. Uh, it's something that he says is that, and it's in our video gathering of the tribe, that to recognize that each one of our acts has cosmic significance. And I think it's a really beautiful sentiment. And to understand that, you understand that, let's say just one time you do something like really kind of nobly heroic for mm-hmm. you, for you or your partner or in some way, you know and, and and maybe not even nobly heroic but just like something really kind or genuine or sweet or like caring for somebody somebody's sick and you go make them you know like make them actual soup yeah you know like with the bones and with the things and make them actual homemade soup instead of just going to soup peddler and bringing them some but like really do something you know and then give that to them and then of course the direct impact of that is felt by that person and by that family and so it creates the strong ripple from Mm -hmm. what actually happened but also like remember too that not only is it the strong ripple but it's the it's the ripple that you sent up to the up to the collective as well yeah so that that becomes even easier for all of us Mm -hmm. to access as our mind expands from the thin the thin membrane that encloses what we think we are mm-hmm. and blows open to the permeable membrane that's connected to all of the morphogenic field, yeah. and to know that all of these little things that we do, even the forgivenesses we have in our own heart for a for a you know parent that's passed away or a, an ex that we don't talk to anymore, like that forgiveness in us has it has cosmic significance. Just mm-hmm. some little ripple is yep. being made, so it matters. Yes. like it matters
1: yeah everything because it's part of the it's part of the system so any movement can create a whole difference in the entire universe mm-hmm. because for for the universe there's no distance no space actually yeah so anything that you do any movement every any word any act that you do is in the center For the universe. So, um, you don't have to do great things in order to change stuff. Uh, You have to just do it. (laughs) And that moves everything. Sometimes we expect for it to be greater. Because we are born with hero stories that are recognized. Uh, So, we take importance to the tiny things that we do daily because we, we say, oh, we have to do great things in order to change great things. Mm. But actually, um, even if you have all these movies that tells stories of uh, of um, heroic stuff, like in Marvel or these kind of things, if you take a, better look into the into the movies now they all go to the traumas and to the tiny things that really changed everything right uh before it was all about who was a stronger one yeah or blah blah um who saved the day but today when you go into into the actual thing now you see the the superheroes crying, breaking down, uh, telling the stories of their childhood.
0: Those little moments of heroism (coughs) on the inside.
1: The little moments, the little stuff that changed everything. And that's something that is in in the collective mind now that gives the power to everyone and not just the hero. That's why also now we have so many movies of the evil ones, and now you start to love them because yeah, you say, you "Oh, st- I now I understand the, you why you are evil." You see the compassion
0: and the little choices <laughs> yes. that were made. Exactly. Yeah. So,
1: uh, so that's why every little thing that we do can become a great thing. And, yeah. And I think that the environment is trying to show us that today, and um, but we are still used to the old picture. Mm-mm. So we just have to become aware of it, but it's already there. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's uh, that humanizing, the humanizing of of all people is like is super important. Cause, mm-hmm. and I think we've have started to see this in the movie. Even I think no movie did that better than the movie Joker. Oh yeah, you know, where it's <laughs> yeah. like really humanized this supervillain. Mm -hmm. and got you to understand like the trauma and the forces that created it so instead of just dehumanizing which is what every different country that's ever been at war has done and what we did to our own people on both sides these people over here who are you know didn't believe in didn't believe in the in the vaccine or believe the vaccine there they were sheep right so that's dehumanizing and then these other people you know over here who who didn't they were domestic terrorists or whatever other name that was lobbed on them right so but it was this act of dehumanization rather Mm -hmm. than being like okay okay like let's get into the real personhood let's Mm -hmm. radically rehumanize everyone yeah and that's the way not this not this dehumanization Mm -hmm. because in that resistance you're not gonna people are just gonna double down on Mm -hmm on their on their stance because they're being attacked yep No, and that's not going to actually change anything
1: Mm-mm, never the immune system will defend until death
0: yeah yeah that's what it does yeah. Matthias, my brother we're going to do another one of these and I want to talk about some magic I want to talk about some things that blow people's perceptions of what is possible in mm-hmm. our reality out of the out of the picture and maybe we'll talk about aliens or other things but i just want to say like i really deeply appreciate this conversation and all the conversations we've had because it puts into context you know because of your context and your history and having seen other systems make these same mistakes and make these follies and Mm -hmm. and do these play all of these stories out you know now that history that history can be brought back through your wisdom embodied we didn't even tell a bunch of stories but the wisdom (laughs) the wisdom that you carry comes from a remembering of yourself and the history Mm -hmm. and the collective and it just really gives a clear kind of path forward and an understanding of of how we can be a part of this next phase of the planet and our own evolution so Mm -hmm. thank you so much brother
1: i'm glad it's useful otherwise it's just schizophrenia (laughs) (laughs) indeed
0: indeed thank you so much everybody i'll see you soon Thanks for tuning into this podcast with De Stefano. I have two other episodes with him that I highly encourage you to check out. One is on the nine-dimensional cosmology, which really revolutionized the way I think about the world. And of course, another more question and answer podcast where we talk about a host of different things from his unique purview perhaps unique purview on this entire earth so definitely check those out either on the youtube channel or go back through the podcast wherever you listen and see what you think i hope you enjoyed this and look forward to one more podcast coming out with matthias de stefano in may